This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Time now to welcome Dr. Mark Westfall to the show. Of course, we do the segment once a month, and you can find it online under the podcast let's think on it turns out you, there's a twitter account too let's think on hey. it. hey i know right did you even know that dr mark westfall yeah <laughs> you did i think i've got three followers and you're one of them <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. that's a, no you know what now i'm one of them uh, okay. <laughs> now i'm following you're up to seven followers this is uh, a big well, deal oh man I'm, I'm, it's doubled today it's pretty you, good you retweeted what i did so i, I did. picked up two or three okay see i thought Apparently. i thought maybe it was uh your I, sweet this wife, is Darby. brand like new spanking well actually she did tweet uh, okay. for me today no. <laughs> there you go so that was half right you got a handler already that's good yeah <laughs> um well if nothing else you can find let's think on it again wherever you find podcasts and you should these are these really interesting and not uh, having anything to do with us just because Dr. Mark brings really great topics to the table and does podcast outside of the show. Um, this one should be interesting. I didn't really know much about it. You said a couple weeks ago, like, hey, I need to get in touch with uh, unpaid intern Eva or Eva about yeah. the topic. And you right. said, I'll tell you about it later. And then we never talked about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I spent, um, I was invited to Birmingham Southern to talk to students uh, by the Panhellenic Council and, and saw intern, unpaid intern Eva Eva there at mm-hmm. the talk which was kind of cool because she goes to Birmingham Southern, right? And so I thought, you know, that talk went so well. I think we'll just invite some of the students to the show and talk about stress in college, uh, a day in the life of a college student. You guys were kind of poking fun earlier about Mm -hmm, college students not really having stress. What was Mm -hmm. Reg? Uh, Reg, the guy that co-hosts the morning show. Yeah, yeah. He said it this morning. Curmudgeon. Okay, he's a a curmudgeon. He said, yeah. College students, they don't. What are they, they stressed stress. about? What are you, yeah, what are you yeah, talking yeah. about? I've got stress. And for yeah. the record, I did say college is the worst, and I—that was not joking. I meant that. Serious. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're a teacher, so you see the—you see them going into college. You see yeah. the the the, uh, the lambs before they're led to slaughter. Listen, college was very stressful for me, and I didn't even care about school, and it was still mm-hmm. stressful. What was stressful about it? I don't know. I mean, just like. I don't know, just that you you had these things that you were being told, like, here, do this thing, and it wasn't necessarily something you were interested in. Like, here, learn Latin. You're like, what? Learn Latin? Like, you know, and then you had to do it. And yeah. somebody was like, and here's a test. Yeah. It's tough. Stressful. It is tough. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I mean, just briefly with some of the statistics, I mean, there are a lot of students who are reaching out for help in college for, for stress. And they do a poll of like the, all of the college counseling centers and they put these numbers and stuff. So uh, just some brief numbers. 85% of students at some point have felt overwhelmed and unable to function. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, 15% have been diagnosed with depression. 15% have been diagnosed with anxiety. With that actually seems low. Disorder. It does seem low. Yeah. That didn't mean only 15% have it. They were actually diagnosed, diagnosed in the counseling center. Right. So the numbers are probably higher than that. Um, there was a couple here. Twenty percent have uh, cutting behavior. Oh wow, twenty percent. Now, 20%. is that just in college, or is that just kind now of these, around well, that age? Well, this was college think? students, <laughs> okay. so I don't know. I can't speak for the non-college students, okay. but that's a good question. Is it partly coming with that age? Right. Um, Which is actually what I would have assumed. Eight percent attempt suicide in Jeez. college. Pretty high, huh? Good yeah. grief. I know, right? One out of five cutting and roughly well, almost one out of ten attempting suicide? Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. 
teens are, if you look at the statistics of mortality, what kills teens? Number Car one. Car wrecks. Accidents, number okay, one. Okay, yeah. Uh, number two? Is it suicide? It's uh, suicide and homicide are pretty close. Wow. That's yeah. how they die. They Doesn't don't make die. They don't, they're healthy, right? Yeah. Um, so college students actually, uh, or, or not just college students, that age range, as you mentioned, Will, attempt suicide more than any other age. Yeah. They complete it less of the time, so that's a good thing. Maybe a cry for help some of the time. I could be a uh, cry for help or it could be, uh, you know, they're not quite committed to the process. Right, yeah, yeah. Older men in their 50s, 60s, 70s, highest percent of completers of exercise. Oh, yeah, of yeah. suicide. Yeah. Um, so exercise, anyway, so just, definitely exercise not. Exercise, no, no, no. no. They exercise suicide. No. So anyway, those are some of the numbers. Um, think about what's going on in the transition, all right? You're leaving home for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you are uh, away, f- so you're away from the security of your home. Uh, you are in- engaged in a process of academia that is faster paced than you've ever had. Even though you have wonderful teachers like uh, you read sure. at high school, but wonderful, the pace of college is faster, right? Right, it just is. Um, so, and you're doing it on your own. You don't have the ga- the, the guardrails keeping you on the road, right? The teacher checking in with you, your parents checking in with you, or whatever. Yeah. It makes the structure's you annoying. gone, largely. Structure's gone. Yeah. It's all on you. And while you're doing these things, let's throw in that you now have access to alcohol and substances, pretty much unsupervised. And, uh, oh, by the way, you're probably going to have your first intimate relationships, also unsupervised. So a lot of stuff going on. It's and huge. verb conjugation in Latin class, oh gosh, which is tricky. Not to mention that. It's tricky. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And, yeah. Will, you're, very, you're, you're right on to say, hey, is it partly the age? Yes, because anybody that age is going through some of these things, the transition. But someone in college has the added load of trying to perform uh, in academia and study and have you know, certain um, rules and regulations of when they have to turn things in and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's a stressful time. But that's some of the background. What I did was invite two other college students actually Eva invited them for me this was an easy segment for me to prepare for because I said hey Eva you got a couple of friends bring them on so let's just she introduce said, no, her yes. but I'll make some yeah, I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll make some real quick and I'll bring them on so these are my only two friends these are them the two as she we call them she actually paid us so. cool uh, yeah we'll introduce yeah so um, I'm Eva and then um, or we Eva. have or sure. Eva yeah. uh oh crap Watch yeah. out. Um, we have Shabani who's a junior um, and then we have Griffith. Um, and Shabani, what's your major? I'm a political science major. Gotcha. And Griffith? Um, business and political science. Fantastic. Um, and Griffith's a sophomore. Yes. Cool. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Thank you. First time on the radio? Uh, yes. All right. A long time. Well, there's nothing to it. Yeah, just talk right into that mic. Okay, and get real like up on it. You're doing a great job. Like yeah, nobody's listening. Got it, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. So do you guys, first off, do you consider yourself stressed or anxious Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you really? Uh, yeah. Like in life or just now with your new, and I mean new-ish over the past like few years? Like if you were situation. to drop out of school, would you be stressed and anxious? Well, then I'd be like unemployed. And like so you for, I mean, so yeah, I mean, like I feel For like, different reasons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, part of it thinks it's my nature. Like I'm, I'm a very involved student, um, so I feel like I kind of do it to myself, but... Right. So I'd find stress in whatever I would do. But so in college, high school, were you guys both stressed and anxious? 
definitely not the same level, but like I would definitely say I'm stressed. I've kind of found that's like a work motivator for me is to like have a lot of things up in the air at one time. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's because I do teach high school and I have found this year in particular, I'm teaching, um, you know, students who are taking advanced classes and some students who are not taking advanced classes. And it's interesting because the stress problem, you see it in both groups, but for different reasons. The advanced students are stressing themselves out about what am I doing and are my grades good enough? And many of my non-advanced students are making for themselves stressful situations by, you know, through like complacency and not completing work until all of a sudden like, uh-oh, I'm going to fail this class. So it does seem to be among students of, of all stripes, you know, there, there are opportunities for stress, I've noticed. Yeah, I'm curious to find out, like, what are the main stress factors? What are the, what are the main things call, causing stress and anxiety? For college students? Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to ask them about. Yeah. Right. They're going to tell us. But I want to also talk about what is the difference between stress and anxiety. Uh, when you say stress, guys, what do you mean by stress? When they say, are you stressed, what, what does that mean to you? What does stress mean? Um, for me, it just means that there's... Well, I, I'm such a to-do list oriented person. So when I'm stressed, it means there's many things on the to-do list. And so it's just, oh, I have to get this done and then this done and then this done. And then as soon as that list is over, I make another list. But then I have that brief period mm -hmm. of, okay, I'm good. And then I'm able to treat myself or something. So it sounds like being busy is stressed. Being tasked is stressful. Yes. Having, having more having tasks a lot than maybe the time allotted. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Griffith, what do you think? I'd actually say very similar to that. Um, but, like, to answer the question about, like, anxiety, um, uh, I'd definitely say, like, anxiety to me is, like, the less productive of the two. Anxiety, like, when I feel overwhelmed. Like, stress is a very productive, like, emotion for me, I think. Um, but anxiety is just, like, kind of, like, hopelessness of, like, oh, man, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. And, Dr. Westfall, you hear sometimes people will differentiate between, I guess, what is it, use stress and distress. I mean, sometimes, you know, stress can be a good condition if it's if you're dealing with it correctly and you know there's something good about being pushed and having things to have to do but it's when it spills over into that distress i guess absolutely i mean you know we think about um stress we put our bodies through stress i mean you go to the cardiologist he gives you a stress test on your heart right i mean stress is just having essentially pushing yourself to a uh harder uh level Okay, so when you when you do cardiovascular exercise, you are stressing your body, um, and when you have a lot of tasks to do in college, you are stressing your brain. And you're exactly right. Stress is very necessary for us. We develop um, coping mechanisms to deal with stress. We develop resilience by getting through stress. So one of the things that we were learning about is that childhood stress at appropriate levels is actually very therapeutic in helping children develop the ability to have resilience and push through something that's difficult. Um, and, and it's clearly something that helps us uh, navigate life. I mean, we were meant to have stress. Our brains have a whole process of, of neurochemical responses to stress. And when you get to the other side of a stressful situation, whether it's physical or psychological, there is a release of other chemicals that, that give you a euphoria and some of that maybe that all that uh, the previous doctor was talking about, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's a necessary part of our brain chemistry. But some people develop symptoms of anxiety. And in psychiatry, we talk about anxiety more of a symptom 
uh, that is a symptom secondary to stress. And anxiety is a symptom that anybody and everybody has had. It's a normal experience, physiological experience, usually from stress. Um, and we all have felt anxiety, so it's completely normal. But an anxiety disorder is when you have anxiety at a time that's either not really relevant mm-hmm. or when the level of anxiety symptoms you're having keep you from performing. And so I think of it as a continuum. You've got stress is kind of like an external um, force that's being pushed, put on you. You may have anxiety symptoms from that. And then if it goes further, you may have an anxiety disorder from that. Right. Depending on the severity and depending on how it affects you. Um, so these two students sound to me like they have stress from college, which is very normal. Um, and what they, they actually separated out very well for themselves that, you know, s- stress is productive. Anxiety is when I'm feeling overwhelmed. So it's really well said. It's right, ar- it's, uh, right along with what we think of in psychiatry. We're going to blow through this next break talking to Dr. Mark Westfall as we do once a month. You can find these segments online where you find podcasts under the name Let's Think On It. Also, unpaid intern, Dr. Uh, just, just to even have I know. Just give you way too much credit. Mm. Uh, and then also students from Birmingham Southern, Shabini and Griffith are here as well. Um, Griffith, right? Not Griffith. Griffith. Yes. Yeah. Griffith. No. Um, as in Andy. As in, oh, okay, I'll never forget that. Yeah, you that. got it. See? No, I got it. And Shabani like the yogurt. Just like, okay, right. Yeah. Just, I know what you're talking about, actually. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. Um, I was wondering, too, just about, like, social situations in college. Like, is that, does that cause a stress? And actually, Russell writes in and says, um, he's interested to know if, like, cyber bullying and harassment or, and I'll add on to that, just simple social interactions on social media is that something that could cause stress um i think it totally could uh i think it depends on the person um i feel as though whenever i feel awkward in social situations i just become more social and i tend to become the awkward person so i can like make fun of myself but that's definitely something i didn't have in like middle school or anything like that it was much more quiet um I don't know. I guess that just comes with like me liking to talk a lot in situations. And, and good news for you, that, that's probably yeah. endearing. Yeah, that's no, probably like sure. endearing. Oh, thing. I hope no. so. Mm-hmm. What? And by what social media media do you guys use? I have no idea. Oh, um, I would say Snapchat or Instagram are my favorites. Okay, are you even on Facebook? I mean, like here and there, it's like what my mom uses. So. You have <laughs> a pro- but you oh. have a profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the truth, though. That's I the know. thing. As soon as like our mom signed up for it, who we love, she's great. I was like, oh, wait, there's, there you go. I would say there's definitely Facebook. an anxiety with um, with like getting likes on photos. Tell me about it. Oh yeah. man, that time to like ratio. Uh. That's that's an anxious thing that yes. happens. You gotta be yeah. one. Gotta be no, one Griffin, per minute. Do you right? agree? Or? I mean, like. I mean, like, it's a thing. But it like, may be more of a like a girl experience. And if your crush is gonna like or not? Oh, always. You have to look through your likes and just look for that certain URL. Or, or if like over your ex likes it. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean for all of us? So this really is a brand new thing. Will, when you and I were younger, this was just simply was not a thing. Social media was not a thing, and there is this whole new landscape of 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 weird interactions that we were not able to even consider. Yeah, I would just hold up an eight by 10 of myself. Yeah. And be like, Do you like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys like this? That's right. Yeah. That's ah, awkward. that's interesting yeah. as well. So yeah, I mean, I assume that that as much as the, cause everyone, in, I mean, really once you're in high school on your schedule is going to give you stress. I mean, no matter what, 
period of life you're in. So, I mean, the social aspect in college is a really new experience. I think totally. And, and trying to figure out who you are, okay, once you leave home and your friend, your, your essentially friend network you had, uh, you're trying to figure out who you are as an adult, really. And so trying to find yourself and figure out who you are as you navigate through different social groups through college, I would think would be one of the stressful parts of college. Was that, was that y'all's experience of going to college? And I mean, you're, fr- you're both, now you got a sophomore and a junior, mm-hmm. right? So which year was most stressful, freshman, sophomore, junior? I mean, I would say the beginning of freshman year is obviously just a real stressful time for everybody because, I mean, I came in from a small town in North Alabama and, like, didn't know a single soul, Birmingham Southern. Um, and so I was excited about that. But, yeah, that's also stressful because I didn't know who, like, my friends were going to be. And, like, you're just you're running through, like, eight different, like, friend groups in that first, like, month of school trying to figure out who you are, like, what you want to do. Um, but, like, I, I feel like that's part of, like, the college. That is that is a stress on you, but it, it forces you to kind of, like, realize who you are. Um, and I went through Rush of the Fraternity and stuff like that. And I feel like that was a really big, like, um, motivator in, like, kind of having me realize, like, who I was and what I wanted to do with myself. Um, so I feel like that kind of pushed me in the right direction. Um, yeah, I would say I was most, like, feeling like I was in a washing machine in that sort of sense um, my sophomore year because my friends that I made my freshman year, I slowly realized that we weren't as similar as I originally thought. And so I had to go through this process of getting really involved in things at school and meeting new friends while also trying to keep in touch with my old friends, but then trying to figure out if that's something I want to do. And um, my second semester of my sophomore year, I studied abroad. And so I was able to like leave the entire situation and everything at Birmingham Southern um, and like figure out who I was. And then I came back um, just so happy with everything. And um, I think that was like a really important thing that I did and really helped with my personal growth. Eva, what about you? I mean, yeah, I came in January of last year, so I'd missed, like, the rush process, and um, I think at schools, you know, coming in, people already have their friend groups, and, and while people are opening and welcoming, like, if you want to sit at the table with them, there is kind of that um, barrier there that you are not as close to them as uh, as their other friends, and I think, you know, um, I think the big thing is having experiences with people, and that's something I really struggled with last year, and just kind of trying to break into a group. Um, and I think I kind of had a different experience because I did come in so late. Um, but yeah, like Shabani was saying, you you kind of you want to balance at the people that you met at the beginning and people at, that you meet through, and it's kind of just it is kind of stressful with schoolwork and balancing a bunch of different friend groups. And you know, Eva or Eva, you mentioned earlier also kind of as a joke offhandedly, but it's a real thing. You're also at a point in your life when people are expecting you to, oh, know what you're going to do career-wise. And I remember, you know, I spent most of my time at Birmingham Southern bouncing from major to major to major. And really, even by the time I had finished, I was like, well, and now what in the world am I going to do? You know, so that that is a stressful thing too, I think. And, you know, we interestingly... Um from a biological standpoint, we see this phenomenon of need, the need for social acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast yeah. or a previous show, but uh, quickly, when they study animals during the adolescent phase of their development um, and looking at the brain imaging, the alarm signals sent off by peer acceptance are higher than the alarm signals sent off by lack of food and water. Mm. So in other words, it's, it, it is more stressful not to be accepted than it is to go without food and water. Um, so it's it's a very important part of who we are. Yeah. And so Social you animals. About, you know, leaving your hometown, like Griffith said, left home, didn't know a soul, trying to figure out who I'm going to, how am I going to fit in. It's a very stressful time on the brain. 
uh, for for students at that age. And so, uh, you know, I think that's what we're seeing, and that's why you see the signs of distress that I mentioned earlier, with you know, cutting on yourself and you know, hopelessness and depression, anxiety, suicide kind of things, because they're feeling distress. Especially for you guys, it sounds like you're all adjusting well and have navigated it and found a friend group but for some folks it doesn't go as pleasantly and they feel lost and then when they feel lost or hopeless that's when depression can sink in and when depression sinks in it can make you do a lot of things you wouldn't normally do towards yourself so sure yeah also there's a lot of money involved in college like it costs a ton of money and maybe your parents are helping with that maybe you have loans you know that are paying for that and so, you know, if you don't perform, that could yeah. cost somebody a lot of money. Yeah, your, your scholarship, one thing that I kind of worry about, you know, like my GPA, is my GPA high enough to keep my scholarship? And, you know, and if I, if I slip up here and there on a couple tests, how is that going to affect the money that I'm getting? Um, but that's definitely, I, I do think that's a real thing that a lot of college students don't talk about. They act like money is fine and everything's okay. But if you dig deeper, it's like this is something that a lot of people yeah. are stressed about. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, Let's do take a quick break now. I'm just going to reset for a minute, come back, and we'll finish this conversation. Hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall. You can find these conversations online under the podcast, Let's Think On It. So um, I thought we'd play a little game here um, called Good, Bad, and Ugly. It's an advice game. So I'm going to come up with some scenarios, and you guys are instructed. We'll start with Eva or Eva. She'll give good advice to this scenario. Shabani will give bad advice and Griffiths is supposed to give ugly advice. Of course, oh. this comes from the <laughs> renowned uh, movie Good, Bad, and Ugly with right. Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Have y'all ever seen that movie? I, I didn't even know that existed. Oh. Oh. What? <laughs> what? I know. Oh. Do I have to leave now? Is yeah, that? I, yeah. I, that's not secure. Oh. oh, the old famous. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway. There we go. No. Classic spaghetti western, yeah. mean, meaning it was made in Italy. So <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously. So. Um, you should watch it. Anyway, back to the show. Good, bad, and ugly. Okay. Right. So, um, first scenario is um, what advice would you give your roommate who needs to study but also has a party to attend? And they're trying to figure out how to go to that party, fit in, and still study. So I would probably tell them some good advice. I would tell them to go out. You know, I think, you know, like we were talking about the difference between cookie, cook, cookie, cooker and, cookie cutter and um, unlike real advice. And so um, I would probably tell her that, you know, she, she should allot a certain amount of time at the party but not drink because she knows she has to come back and study and then actually drink coffee or caffeine and, you know, pull an all-nighter because, you know, sometimes you do have to like sacrifice sleep if you want to be both social and study and you know it is possible to study really really late at night and still get a good grade and still um be socially apt all right that's the good advice shabani um give her some bad advice some bad advice i would say life is too short to miss a party to study and to not drink heavily um so go out and party just drink it and you know what we can study tomorrow yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> that that started off as bad advice and it got worse. <laughs> Griffith, I gotta top that. Um, let's see. Okay. So, um, I would say I think you study better when you're drunk. Um, so, 
bring all of your valuables to the party. Just going to study there. Um, drink as much as possible and then start reading or whatever the will takes you to do. You know. All right, I think the, I think the ugly trump the bad. No. We have to vote on this, guys. Uh, if he doesn't trump the bad, then we have to rotate positions. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. see. So it's, oh. it's a... The, the you're, you're sitting in the you know the, the desired seat is the ugly seat so gotcha you can't maintain it you gotta sh- I don't think there's shift. any question that you study better when you're drunk is about the worst advice I have I've heard some smart people say write like if you're gonna write something hmm. it's it's like sometimes for some people it's a good idea to to write with a drink and then to edit sober oh yeah no 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 that's that's good advice because yeah people have anxiety about writing yeah. and, and what they need to do is just go ahead and spit it out on paper. Professional writer David Pelfrey just shook his head at me like for shame yeah. you for shame. No. no, I think that's good advice. Yeah. I mean I'm not saying you should take that advice. I've just heard a lot of people who are writers say that. Yeah. Like oh I prefer to write with a drink and then edit sober. Yeah. He did say drunk. That's correct. Yeah. Totally, <laughs> different. <laughs> totally different. Totally yeah. different. Totally different. Yeah. So just to follow up on that. So is it possible Eva or Eva to go to a party? and not drink and fit in? And how does one do that in college? I think it totally is because, you know, on some level too, everybody else is around you. Everybody else around you is drunk. So they're not going to notice that you're sober if you look like you're having a fun time. You know, I don't think that really affects you. Like you might feel it. You might want to be drunk. Um, but I think you can still have a fun time anyway. Mm-hmm. And also just from like the fraternity aspect as well. Like I know in our fraternity, we have like five or six brothers that just do not drink at all. And there's no social like outcasting of them because they don't drink. That's a personal choice, and there's no pressure to do it. And they're perfectly social individuals without alcohol. And my favorite thing at college parties was to go and look down on people, and that was easier to do if I was stone cold sober. So I mean, honestly, being yeah. the sober person at the party sometimes makes you the most popular person at the party yeah. because you're the one who can like find someone's iPhone when they put it somewhere drive yeah. someone home or something like that 3 a.m so. waffle house 3 a.m waffle house you're, you're the, the best person if you're that you know, driver i wonder if that's something that's changed over the last few decades it's a good question i don't know uh the pressure to to go along with the crowd and and to uh you know i i definitely think that the drinking and driving mm-hmm. i watched it with mike i have a 23 and 21 year old um clearly much more mature about it than in my childhood I mean, there maybe it's just much more awareness. But there's probably more open talk about I think that. There is. I, bet. I think there's no. been a, a, a transformation, a, a, a um, migration forward on the thought process of no. that. So, all right, cool. All right, let me see if I have another scenario. What if you have a female friend who's drunk, and she's getting ready to be taken home by a guy that she doesn't really know? You're the friend's. You're the female friend's friend. Advice. Advice for myself in that situation? Yes. Um, I mean, I would I would be all over it. I would, you know, she was not in her right mind. Um, there are many things could happen to her. And on some level, too, we kind of have to worry about the guy as well. Like, does, is he sober? Is he intoxicated? Because he could get himself in huge trouble, as well as her being in enormous trouble as well. So what do you do? So what's the advice? Oh, so what do we do? You go and take her. You go, <laughs> you, I would physically <laughs> go and bring her away and say, you know, not tonight. Maybe if you're sobered up tomorrow and you still have a crush on him, then we'll talk about so it. So the advice is here, come with me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The advice is here, come with me. Actively, and actively intervene. Act physically and actively intervene and drag her with you. Is this a, this scenario I've thrown out, uh, is this something that is of concern on the college campus these days? 
Yeah, because a lot of times, too, the girl, if you say, I don't think you need to do this, they'll say, you know, I'm good. It's totally fine when they're visibly not fine. And we should all take advantage of the hunting ground on, available on Netflix now, uh, which talks about the very serious problems associated with sexual assault on college campuses and all of that. Yes. Shabani, okay, so you have the role of giving, for the listeners out there, she is supposed to give... Oh, bad advice. Bad, bad advice. advice. That's right. Okay. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say to give the girl another drink or two before she leaves. Make sure she's all confident or whatever. If she throws up, totally fine. Um and then send her on her merry way, but before Snapchat her being hilariously drunk and post it all mm. over my story. Oh, I totally got what Griffith was going to say. I think you just <laughs> Griffith's idea. Yeah, his face is very upset right now. Um Snapchat it put it all over my stories and to all of her friends and then turn her into standards if she's in a sorority. So Let's see you top that, Griff. All right, Griff. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, all right, all right. So you did toast on my Snapchat idea. However, <laughs> however, um, again, worst advice with this would be um, to if if they're a friend, um, find their grandmother's cell phone number, <laughs> um, take a picture um, with them, and say, "Oh man, I don't know." Uh, just, just send a picture to grandma. I feel like that would that would be pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know if I beat him on that one, but that was. I'm sorry, I took <laughs> your idea yeah. there. <laughs> Um, I think Shabini won that one. Shabani. Yeah. Shabani, every time. I wonder why Eva ever was laughing at me. I was like, no, I'm saying it wrong. wrong. Yeah, I, I got to eat more Shibani yogurt. Did, did not on that one. Well, and yeah, and uh, here's the thing. I He's hate to be critical <laughs> of Griffith, but I feel like if his answer would have been fine if he just tacked onto the end, invest in Uber right now. Like that would have made, made it the worst advice possible. <laughs> like take all of her oh, money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right, so we're going to oh, shift wait. shift uh, positions in. So okay. Okay. now Chibani is ugly. Okay. Uh, Griffin is good. All right. And Eva Ereva is bad. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. One more. <coughs> All right, so let's see what we got here. Um, mm, you decide halfway through your college uh, career that you do not like the major that you're in. So let's start with the good advice, Griffith. Okay. Um, what do you tell your, your – uh, roommate or someone in that situation that you just don't know what you want to do with your life i mean like i feel like a lot of people come up yeah i feel like a lot of people come into college and like either have some idea or a notion of what they want to do i certainly did to some degree i was dead set like political science i want to go into law i took this class foundations of business thought um with rick lester i'll give him a shout out um dr <laughs> lester at Birmingham southern um and uh changed my like worldview on the business major and um switched my major and advisor to him um, so I feel like college is a time to kind of explore, and you should all just keep an open mind about it. But if you're not quite sure what you want to do, um, I mean, talk to the administration. Like, talk, talk to professors in fields that you want to get into because, like, they're just wonderful resources and, like, have tons of knowledge about the stuff you need to, like, kind of think about when you're making these choices that will ultimately affect the kind of career you go into. Okay. All right. So bad advice, Eva, Eva? Um, I'd say drop out now. You are a loser, and um, you need to make a decision because you're supposed to. So college isn't even worth it. So just yeah. drop out and go work at a national park or something. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what I did. That was the that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. Pretty much what I did. All right, Shabani. Um, I would say the opposite advice. If you don't know what you're doing, still stay in college. Don't go to your classes because you're not passionate about it and just waste all that money on alcohol oh. and drugs. That's what I did at first, minus the drugs <laughs> and alcohol part. No drugs and alcohol, but uh, yeah. 
to stay there and waste Shibani's money. Shabani's good at giving bad advice. You know That's what, what we've learned. <laughs> she's yeah. really yeah. excels. <laughs> she knows how to do it. Be good at creative writing. Indeed. <laughs> so, you know, this one of the stresses that I come across, just to follow up on that point, is that uh, it is difficult to know what you want to do when you're in a college, right? I mean, you don't always know, but there's this pressure. I feel like schools are giving to know what you want to do and you, to finish your major. Now, B, BSC may be a little different, but some colleges – you're so narrowed down in the classes you have to take to finish your major. If you're two years into it and change your mind, you're adding a year mm-hmm. without yeah. hesitation. Um, and so that's kind of a, I mean, that's a stressful place when you're worried about spending your parents' money for another year or what do I do? And so I see a lot of, a lot of stress at college levels with trying to decide what to do and can I make this change? So um, it, it is a, it's a difficult, difficult bind for some students. So students that find themselves being stressed to the point of some of the bad stuff we talked about earlier, but even just some, you know, being to the point of where they're just bothered by their stressed anxiety, what do you suggest they do? What are some good resources? So great question. So first of all, define stress as we did versus uh, anxiety. Is it productive or is it not? If you're at a level where the stress you're under is causing anxiety and the anxiety is keeping you from being productive, then you've got to stop and look at what you can do about it couple of basic things. Uh, one is, and this is hard in college campus, but to get sleep and get exercise. That is your brain's way of repairing itself and repairing the neurochemical imbalance you have when you have anxiety or depression. And I'm just going to mention, remember, even as smart as Eva or Eva is, and she is, and we're really pleased to have her on the show, remember earlier her good advice was don't worry about sleep you don't need it and you know i've got a nephew in school at lsu and i tell him all the time like dude if you're trying to do well in that test tomorrow you need to go to bed like it's not going to be beneficial for you to be taking a test on three hours of sleep it's very important young people underestimate the importance of sleep totally totally it's it's critical for brain function yeah Yeah. and people in their mid-30s doing morning shows yeah (laughs) lots of times those people i can tell you i mean the science is very clear like sleep is of the utmost importance yeah i do rationalize that but like by saying they're like well if i have a test and then afterward i have like okay i have five hours where i can catch up is that does that make sense like if you don't sleep and then you're like okay after the test i can take like a five-hour nap i mean there's no doubt that sometimes you're in a place in college and I did this, I mean, I've been through a lot of school with med school and all the rest, where you have not had enough time to look at the material. Right. And you have to forego sleep in order to at least acquaint yourself with you the gotta material. you got to cram. Mm-hmm. Sure. you got to cram. Um, so, and then, yes, you you do need to catch up with your sleep after that and not go party after. Um, so there are certainly times when you have to forego sleep to get the job done. That's the reality of college. Part of that has to do with time management. Um, I th- each step of my my academic career, high school, college, med school, residency, I always thought I was, I was most efficient. And then I get to the next level and they pile on the, the intensity and I realized, wow, there was a couple minutes or hours in that day that I actually wasn't quite using. So time management is something you can learn uh, through life. And certainly you're, you're forced to do that in college. So if you can manage your time, you might not be in the position where you have to cram. And that's right. probably not popular. But uh, before we run out of time, I want to get back to what do you do if you're doing the right things and you're still having symptoms of depression, symptoms of anxiety? And uh, luckily, Birmingham Southern has a great college counseling center. Mm-hmm. Sarah Hoover, I work with a lot. Mm-hmm. Most all colleges have a counseling center. Some are better than others. And I actually tell parents, before you send your kid off to a college, visit the counseling center. 
you just you heard the percentages. They're going to need the support. Colleges will show their investment in the psychological support of their students by how much effort and money they put into their counseling center. So if there's not the numbers of counselors per students, and you can just look at the ratios, if the numbers aren't there, then you might want to reconsider because that's yeah. an important aspect of college life. Um, go talk to someone. They can help you move through these things. Um, and also talk to your professors. I have yet to meet a professor that if someone approached them with a, a, a rationale and a reason for why they might need some more time. I mean, the, some won't, but most will work with you. They want you to succeed. And if you're putting forth an effort and you've gotten yourself behind, they, they want you to succeed, especially at smaller schools like Birmingham Southern, they, they, where the professors really know the students. So. Yep. Uh, Dan writes in and says, a five-hour nap. <laughs> that's not a nap. That's a full night's sleep. <laughs> it is. It is, by the way. Um, also, Karen tweeted in and said, hey, uh, shout out to Ann Ledvina. Professor oh, Ann yeah. Ledvina. Yeah. Um, for, for you BCS kids. So mm-hmm. I guess I guess Ann. She's the head of the study abroad center. I'm very well acquainted with her. She's awesome. Right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. There you go. Shout out to Ann for that. Dr. Westfall, thank you so much. This is sure. Thanks. Well, Thanks fantastic for having Fantastic as and always. Students, Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. Course, no thank problem. you. Yes, thank you. No kidding. Uh, let's see if I'll get it right this time. Watch this. So thanks to, of course, our unpaid intern, Evil or Eva. Also, Griffith was here, just like Andy Griffith. And, and then and Shabani. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. job, Val. Yeah. Nice. Good. That was it. Dr. Shabani. No. Dr. Shabani. <laughs> yep. Awesome. You can find these segments that we do with Dr. Mark Westfall online, wherever you find podcasts under the name Let's Think On It, and go follow him on Twitter. Let's Think On It, right? You'll find That's out right. what we're going to be talking about before we talk about it here on the show each month. So, great stuff. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>